0: Hello everyone, welcome to Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction back again, Jake Dyer. Hello. We've had Jake a few times.
1: Yeah, I haven't been for a while, but... Not for a while. Yeah.
0: And a new guest today, lovely Barney. Hello, Barney. Hello,
1: Ruth. Hello, everyone. Thank Woo-hoo.
2: you for having me. Uh,
0: very pleased to have you here, very Barney. Very happy to be here. Very exciting today, because we, at long last, are going to be looking at the case of the so-called most haunted house in England. Dun, dun, dun. And that is?
2: That weird one off St. Catherine Street.
0: Oh, the that one I mean, looks the a bit house. Yeah, yeah. There Roll is on the... Blank tapes. <laughs> <laughs> that tapes. Um, that tapes. That do. on No, it is, of course. Borley Rectory.
1: Oh, the king of haunted houses. The king of, mm. of
0: haunted houses, and Borley Rectory is officially in Essex, but it's literally just over the it Suffolk counts, border. It? Yeah, Essex
1: is sort of East
2: Anglia, yeah, isn't it? No I one think ever so. thinks as yeah. East Anglia. People but it in is.
1: Cambridge often talk with an Essex accent. Yeah, locals
0: do they? I think, Like yeah, an yeah. estuary accent? Yeah, slightly, yeah. I, I think. Yeah, it'd be. It'd be. maybe not the
1: um, well-to-do's, but the, right. yeah. no, <laughs> no, not the sort of remix with No, no a daily
0: no. And it's just the closest town is Sudbury, which is Suffolk, so it's it's close by. As the name suggests, it's the rectory for Bawley Parish. It was built in 1862, and since then there have been reports of paranormal activity, ghostly sightings, poltergeist activity, generally strange goings-on in and around the building.
1: Greedy, I say
0: greedy. To hoard up so many (laughs) strange goings-on. It's a Victorian house, so built 1862, so it's actually not that old, really. You know, it's not like... Yeah, Yeah.
1: 1862 not that
0: old. Yeah, I mean, the house
2: I grew up in was like 1880 or something, you know.
0: There's crammed a lot into quite a short space of time, actually, for Bawley Rectory. So we'll hear about some of it today. It sounds suspect.
1: Why? Just because it's all crammed into that. Maybe it's just a really spooky time. Yeah.
0: I think it is a spooky time. And the house itself sounds quite spooky, so you can try and imagine it. So it's kind of quite big Victorian house. Not so far as a mansion, but, you know, quite a large Mm. house, lots of bedrooms. Downstairs, there's the kind of servant's kitchen with... This plays a part in the story later. The bells, you know, the servant Ooh, bells oh, that mm. you ring upstairs in yeah. one, like in the library, you ring your bell and it goes mm. ding a ling a ling downstairs where the servants are in the kitchen. There's a cellar. There's some outbuildings. The grounds contain several unusual features, including apparently the burial site of some plague victims
2: Ooh.
0: and a cat cemetery. What oh days. the classic pet cemetery.
2: That's a lot of, like, different genres kind of already.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like I say, they're being greedy here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So in short, I think the house it lends itself to the spooky yeah, tales. Absolutely, it, certainly see. seems to it already. But now let's have our first drink because Barney has prepared mm-hmm. this for us. Would you like to tell us about the drink, Barney?
2: Uh, it is a variation on a cocktail called Bean and Barley, which I've renamed Bean and Barley.
0: Excellent. And so
2: it is the barley is whiskey and the bean is a uh, coffee beer. Coffee
1: oh, beer. Ooh. And so
2: it's uh, one of. One of whiskey, three of the stout. Ooh, sheifer. And a little bit of, <laughs> is that a good thing? Yeah. Uh, a little bit of lemon juice, a little bit of simple syrup, a little bit of uh, Angostura bitters.
1: Oh twist. nice. I like oh, it. Oh,
0: wow. It's really nice. I feel
2: it's, it's nice, w- w- isn't it? Yeah, like I made one last week as an experiment to see if it was nice, and it. Oh, we had several. Hit the, hit the spot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: We like. I'm always surprised by cocktails that mix mm. beer and spirits. Yeah, because mm. it should be disgusting. Yes. but I've had some quite but nice it, but ones. It, it works
1: somehow. Yeah.
0: I'll quickly do some sources. There's shitloads of books about Bali, and of they sauce. seem to range from people who are kind of fully behind it. They believe everything about it. They think every single ghostly encounter really happened. At the other end of the spectrum, there's people are like the whole thing is bullshit. Yeah. There's there's explanations for everything that have nothing to do with the supernatural. Yeah. And then there's people that are like a bit in the middle. And some people say, OK, well, obviously, based on things we learned later, not everything was supernatural. Yeah, but yeah. there are still some things which maybe could be. But the main sources I've looked at are Harry Price's book, The Most Haunted House Price. in England. Mm-hmm. This was published in 1940. It was a bestseller. It earned Price quite a bit of money. He wrote another book about Borley later called The End of Borley Rectory. Do you
1: think it was anything to do with the money that made him write the second
0: one? I wonder. (laughs) We'll talk a bit more about Harry Price later as well. But just quickly, you probably know a little bit about Harry Price anyway. He was a member of the Society for Psychical Research. Yep. Um, later, he was an enemy of said society and he tried to kind of set up a bit what? of a rival society. Oh.
2: Um, they cropped up a few times in this. Yeah,
0: yeah. Talks, what, what,
1: he, he went against them.
0: I think that, you know, there's always schisms, aren't yeah, there, yeah. with this sort of thing. And he wanted maybe to be a bit more important within the society than he was. And he mm-hmm. wanted to set his own thing up. In fact, later, after he died, actually, the Society for Psychical Research carried out their own research into Borley, and they were like, this is all basically nonsense. <laughs>
2: right.
0: But Price spent two decades investigating the rectory between 1929 and then his death in 1948. He rented the property for a little while in the late 30s. Oh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. um, so he, he actually
2: lived in it? He, d- yeah. he
0: didn't live in it. So he right. what he, <laughs> So this is quite fun. So he rented it after we'll hear about some of the families that lived there. It was empty for a while. And he rented it for a year, and he said he wanted to send observers in as he called them and they would stay there or they would visit a lot and they would watch out for weird things happening and write detailed reports and he said the important thing was that I, Harry Price, remained objective. So it wasn't me that was there all the time. So people couldn't just say that I was making right. everything up. We you know there's independent reports. Yes. But do you but think he was th- hiding
1: in the bushes, like checking? <laughs> <stuff>? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, are you going to say that? <laughs> like a, a yeah. rubber bat on a yeah. string yeah. yeah, outside yeah, like yeah, the window.
2: Um, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> no, so what
0: I reckon is Harry Price just liked living in his nice London flat. and, and one, didn't want no, really no, to living a in, a, uh, in the most
2: haunted house exactly, in Britain. Yeah, that makes like sense, a, doesn't it? Yeah. It wasn't,
0: it was, it was quite. Quite neglected and so, decrepit uh, probably, by, yeah, yeah. by the 30s, and well, I, I feel like maybe I didn't. I
1: no one was paying for the heating bills. Mm. No, so like, yeah. and,
0: and the people that stayed there just had to sort of sleep on this camp bed. And what, I feel like maybe what, Harry Price like the, just didn't fancy it. But the interns
1: type thing. Like, like... Uh, he
0: he sent out an advert, and then he was yeah. looking for the right kind of person to come and observe. Did
2: he like pay them or anything? Or... No, no. Right. so he didn't pay them, so and he said
0: what he, was he needed was <laughs> people that were the right level of intelligence, and also that. How did could, he get
1: how did he gauge this level of intelligence? I he think. said
0: quite often he would read the application letter and immediately he could tell they weren't the right kind of person.
1: If they mentioned El Dorado or something. <laughs> <it that>?
0: Marcus <laughs> And then he said the important thing was as well that they understood that they would be contributing to very important research and be happy to give their time for free to do that. So, no, he wasn't. He was saying. the original kind of influencer, wasn't yeah. he? He was like, yeah, I'll,
2: I'll share sure. your profile. This, this is, is going to be great exposure for you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but another of my sources is quite, a. if you just want like a short summary mm. of, of the Bawley case, a man called H.S. Glanville, who was one of the, sorry, S.H. Glanville. I like the name was one of the Plan. chief observers and he wrote an essay called The Strange Happenings at Borley Rectory which was published in Fate magazine in 1951 and that's quite a good summary of a lot Fate, of the I, things I Fate magazine, that's mm-hmm. quite
1: cool uh, What do you subscribe to? I subscribe to Fate magazine yeah.
0: Yeah. Another source which is quite good for almost little character sketches of the different people involved Who,
1: who lived there? Or? No, no, no. Uh,
0: just a, a writer who's researched it a lot later called Andrew Clark. He gathered together a collection of essays called The Bones of Borley Oh, well, that is, um, that is a good title title And he yeah. does some good descriptions of the different people, which we'll hear mm-hmm. as we go through. So, as I say, I think we have to take Harry Price's account with quite a massive pinch of salt. <laughs> okay. Because if you thought everything he said had happened, you'd just be like, it, it, this it, is it, absolutely it, ma- crazy. Right, right. Like, no, no one could dispute that ghosts existed right. if everything that Harry Price said. Yeah. Happened had actually happened because yeah. it it would just be an overwhelming body of evidence right. of oh, um,
1: spooky goings on. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and
0: as I say, a lot of it was kind of disproved later.
1: Do you think I'm going to be able to shout later on, "Price you prick"? Or not? <laughs> I'm like, sure you will be no, able to. No, yeah. Excellent. In th- fact, th- th- I can think. We'll of- all shout it. Yeah, Count yeah. <laughs> Excellent.
0: I can think of a couple of points at well, which it I, will I, I be appropriate. Could,
2: excellent. Perfect. Do we know why he no, was, why had she, such a fascination so with the place it, yeah. and what was in it for him? Do you just want to be the guy that discovered the most...
0: Well, I think initially we'll hear but there was quite a lot of press publicity around Borley in the 1920s. Before he got involved in it? Yeah, so there became a bit of like a media storm around it. And at that point, he involved himself... And then obviously it was a way that he could get kind of attention. And right. I mean, I think he genuinely was interested in the paranormal. Mm. Of course, he, you know, he spent his career yeah. investigating this. So I think he obviously had a genuine interest. And did
1: he do other stuff as well as Borley? Yeah, yeah, he
0: he did quite a lot of... The funny thing is he did a lot of debunking earlier in his career. Oh, yeah, of debunking to, yeah. kind of um, fake psychics Ooh. and things like right, that. Right. So... That was the sort of side of Harry Price that I knew. So I was a bit surprised, actually, when I looked yeah, yeah, a bit more. He had some objectivity;
2: like, he wasn't just like a rabid. No, believer so he. Then, yeah, then why, yeah. Yeah,
0: why is he? Saying yeah. that? So and that was, another thing that Harry Price did, which do you remember? If you've listened to our episode about the Panacea Society and Joanna Southcott, yes. Yes, I the yes. prophetess. Ah, um, yes. And Joanna Southcott, the prophetess, had apparently a box of, yes. of prophets. Prophets? Yeah. Prophecies! A box of prophecies. Mm. She didn't put the prophets in the box. And the box of prophecies should be opened under these very long list of circumstances. And Harry Price claimed that he had got the box. Ah. In 1927, he claimed to have the box. Price said, through my means, my ways and means, I've come into possession of the box of prophecies and he did a big thing where he opened it and all that was in there uh, were a few scraps of paper, one of which was a lottery ticket and a horse pistol.
1: Price you really? prick.
0: Um, but, but, a lot of, <laughs> yeah. so. but a lot of people at the time said this isn't the real box of prophecies, including it- a lot of followers of Joanna Southcott who were like, mm. no, 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 the real box is still somewhere secret. So... What is certain about Borley is that there are many eyewitness statements of ghost sightings and poltergeist activity from a whole huge range of people, some of whom were families that lived there, some of whom were people that worked there, some of whom were just sort of passers-by, local parishioners, psychical investigators. Mm -hmm. So there is a massive body Mm -hmm. of eyewitness evidence, how much credence you place on that, I guess, is... Mm -hmm. A different it pattern. depends if they yeah, yeah.
2: say similar kind of things that they've all seen yeah. and they don't actually yeah it's know not each just, other at all. It's not yeah. just
1: Price basically mm-hmm. turning up and saying no. this stuff is happening. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah.
0: But I think the thing is as well is that when there's that many reports, not all of that will be people making things up. Like some of that might be people who genuinely think they've mm. seen something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they're not maliciously yeah making something up. Yeah. They they think they have seen something. But maybe it's the case that that was...
2: People do always jump on bandwagons of things, though, don't they? Like when you know, someone goes missing and one person calls in a sighting and then, like, you know, yeah. hundreds but, of I other guess people it, do the same thing, even though
1: they... Some of the original people must... Yeah, be there a
2: bit, might
0: be a germ yeah, of I truth don't, in don't, it, yeah. But, yeah. Firstly, we will hear about the Bull family. Um, the history of the rectory is inextricable from the history of the Bull family. Henry Bull was the reverend of Bawley Parish. It was he who built the house in the early 1860s. He lived there with his large family. He had 14 children. What wow. the fudge? Yeah. This is C of E, not even Catholic. I said, right. I said put a
1: cork <laughs> in it. That's what, that's what I say. A bit late for that.
0: <laughs> and he was the rector of Bawley Parish for 30 years. He was then succeeded in the role by his son, who was also called Henry Bull, no, but was known as Harry Bull, That's right. to avoid too much confusion. Yeah, yeah. And then Harry Bull, he was rector for 35 years, so... Basically, the first 65 years of history of Borley is the Bull family.
1: You know, it's they, called Harry and Henry, right? Yeah. still doesn't help when the post comes through the door. So it's going to be H Bull. H Bull, yeah. Going, you're not going to know
2: who it is. Imagine no? they have a terrible mix-up. Imagine the library cards and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a nightmare. Probably the least of their worries, to be honest. Though. <laughs> <It's like laughs> the little, the when H- you... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So Harry Bull, who's the, who's the son, he was one of these 14 children. He was the oldest son. There were loads of daughters as well. I'm not clear on the exact split of the 14. Right. Some <laughs> don't yeah. seem to be important for the story. Mm. As well as Harry, who went on to be the uh, rector himself. One of the daughters was called Ethel. Nice
1: Ethel Ball, Good classic. And
0: she is a very kind of vocal and had a lot of sightings herself. And right. talked oh, a lot oh, later. Of speaking games on? Of spooky mm. ah. on. And she talked a lot to later reporters, to Harry Price, to other people about all the various things she herself how
2: old was she at the time? Because there's a lot of history of sort of strange, like poltergeist mm. and sort of activity, sort of focusing around sort of young girls, teenage, isn't it? Sort yeah, of teenage yeah, yeah. girls. I, yeah. I wonder if that was.
0: The impression sort of I get thing. is that all through the childhood of the Bulls, a lot of them were really interested in. Local legends, ghost stories, that kind of Your thing. Your
1: imagination is, is so much more vivid when you're a kid like that. And, and you, you kind of buy into all that. You know? mm-hmm. and I remember when I was a youngster at a friend's house, we were like freaking each other out. And was personally, we've said she saw a finger coming through the wall. Like, In my mind, I could picture the finger coming through the wall, but it didn't happen. You know, it no. Didn't, it didn't happen.
0: The mere suggestion of the finger. Yeah. Was enough. So well, yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think
0: there's an element of that and I think yeah. certainly looking back now that some of the Bull family children were keen on the ghost stories and, and Harry, who became the rector, was him and Ethel were like the most David keen that, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. on all of that kind of thing. There was a room on the first floor of the house called the Blue Room, which was a bedroom and both Bull Rectors, Henry Senior, Henry Junior and Henry Senior's wife, died in the Blue Room. Died Ooh. Well, just of natural, you oh, know, okay. of old age. And then that room later became a kind of hub of... Activity, if you like, for the paranormal oh, goings on so during the residency of both bulls, both bull Henrys, there were already several reports of ghostly apparitions, in particular, Ethel Bill and Harry said they saw various different things through their lives, and two of these, which we'll start with, which will be our first bully ghosts, are classics of English ghost stories, I would say the coach, the ghostly yes. coach yes. And coachman, the man, yeah. and the gray lady Ooh, um, who was nice. also thought of as a ghostly nun right. at Borley and I think in Borley legend they have their roots in the same local story have you heard anything of these ones
2: yes I had when I was very young uh you guys probably <gasps> both awesome all had it as well yes the Osborne
0: oh, world of
2: the unknown ghost book <laughs> did you all know the one book. I'm talking oh, about
1: that's awesome I
2: yeah um uh, so I had that, and I think that was very pivotal for a, a lot of people of our on, generation. Or Bawley, or Bawley, yeah, there was a yeah, whole section yeah. on Borley. Yes, yeah. so that's how I oh, discovered God, things I'm like uh, you know Black Shark and Jeff the Talking Mongoose and stuff like <laughs> that. So that's how I know Borley. And also, my dad has, still has. This is a magazine called The Unexplained. Mm-hmm. In the late seventies, early eighties, I think the guys who did it went on to do the 14 Times. Yeah, I and say, he's that, got yeah. like all thirteen hardback bound volumes of them. Amazing. And that sort of really sparked my interest in stuff like this that had all the, every ghost story UFO and Bigfoot and everything. Then that had a lot of bawley rectory in it as well. And
0: did that did they talk about the coach and the nun? There was,
2: yeah, there was all the strange clangings and goings so on. But it's been a while since I read it to be honest. So but uh, I do know it from those sources.
1: Was the nun the one that was bricked up?
0: So that's the local legend. Okay. The most commonly seen of the bawley ghosts, I think, is the nun. And she is a grey lady, often described as wearing nuns attire. Mm-hmm. Or Harry Price keeps calling her a sister of mercy, which is, te- <laughs> you know, that yeah. is a nun. But he's it's very, it's very dramatic. Just like, everything's very that, dramatic. Has name? It just
2: makes us think of Andrew Eldridge, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, exactly.
0: so. But she was seen by many people over the years, both residents of the house and strangers. She was usually sighted in a similar area, outside in the grounds. She would appear in a field... Step over a low wall and then walk Mm. along a specific path by the house. And apparently, so frequent was the nun's passage. That they called that little path the Nuns' Walk. Okay. So, so by the time Harry Ball was the rector there, they would all call it the Nuns' Walk. If
2: she was a ghost, why did she need to step over the fence? She could have just she like cool. you it? Just go right through it. And
1: I was thinking, why don't they build, build the wall higher? Isn't it? Yeah. And then she'd like, be like, what the oh, fuck? get oh. it. Well,
0: <laughs> on the yeah. side of the house where the Nuns' Walk was, there was a boarded-up window or bricked up. Apparently, so the rumour had it. That was so the nun wouldn't peer in. Right. Oh. But you're right. If you're a ghost, just you go through the wall. Through the wall,
2: couldn't you? Is like,
0: ah. she so interested in their breakfast? Yeah, she was often seen at dusk, but also on one occasion, four of the Bull daughters, including Ethel, saw her on a sunny July afternoon.
2: So, That's interesting. You never, you think yeah, ghosts yeah, are yeah, always yeah. like late at night at the end of your bedroom. Or, or like you never like see one in like broad yeah. daylight, do you? Yeah. Or very rarely do you hear of like ghosts seen in like. It's true. that's so interesting.
0: Harry Price recounts in his book, another story of the nun was a labourer who was working nearby Borley and his route every day would take him past the rectory. This was about six in the morning, 6.30 maybe in the morning. And he said four times on different days, he would walk along and he would see a nun standing as if waiting in exactly the same place next to this fence by the rectory. And he said she always had her eyes closed and a sad expression on her face. How do they
2: know she was like a ghost nun and not just like, well, he was not to be a regular nun just like walking around? I I think he didn't. So
0: he said, then of course, you read more and you're like, Harry Price said he told all this to me over some pints in the local pub. And you're like, I Mm. bet he did, Harry. (laughs) Um, But anyway, he said he hadn't realised, of course, he thought it was just a nun. yeah. And then later he read about it and he was like, oh, that's mm. a strange thing. And then the other common sighting from the earlier days of the rectory was the coach and coachman. And again, a number of people reported seeing this ghostly coach sweeping across the path between the rectory and the church opposite, accompanied by bright lights, and sometimes a coachman mm. could also be seen. And sometimes the coachman was headless! What? <gasps>
1: Seeing an actual coach is quite a different thing to seeing a person, isn't it? Yeah,
2: yeah. Is it the, you know, do coaches have souls?
0: Then? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yes, we've heard, it? yeah, we've heard of ghostly coaches before. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. Gelston Bogies episode, there was yeah. one of the main things in that is, is this ghostly coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ghost know, trains it, what and what stuff, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And both of these stories seem to tie in with a long-held local legend mm-hmm. from the small village of Borley that of a secret relationship between a nun and a monk from a nearby monastery. And the The pair made a plan to elope in a coach. In some versions of the story, this was driven by a friend of the monk. But all were caught Mm. trying to elope and condemned to death. The monk was hung, hanged.
2: <laughs> Sorry. and well,
0: the
2: <laughs> lucky old nun, eh?
0: <laughs> the nun was bricked up in a wall <gasps> of an old building, and in some of the stories, it's the convent she was bricked yeah. up in. Part of the convent, in some of them, it's no wonder somewhere. she had a sad face then. Exactly, yeah. no wonder her face was sad. And this would, of course, been many years before the rectory was built. But there is evidence that there were other buildings on the site before. The so you could say, yeah. you know, and Price and Glanville investigated in the 1920s and 30s, and they did find evidence of tunnels in the cellars. Mm-hmm underneath the rectory but the tunnels at that point were bricked up already they didn't go anywhere mm-hmm. but was that where the nun was uh, yes. bricked up?
2: perfect place for wow. it isn't it we want to get rid of a nun
0: the story of the nun in the wall is quite a familiar one to scholars of the supernatural and it kind of comes up at different locations it's not unique to Bawley. in fact we have our own local Cambridge version of this Abbey House which is apparently the most haunted house in Cambridge mm-hmm. there's a classic sort of grey lady ghost there that appears where, where is Abbey House? in the Abbey Ward so towards the river
2: I'm thinking like the Cambridge United Stadiums. yeah the that Grand sort of area yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: and she's said to be a nun that used to use an underground tunnel to go and meet with a monk uh, who was yeah, based yeah, in, uh, sort, yeah. History keeps in a monastery itself, doesn't in Cambridge it? yeah yeah and she too, the story goes, was caught and she was walled up to die. So there is—it's is harsh. It's kind it's of, harsh, a... <laughs> isn't it? you know, so you well, get, a,
2: get a warning at first, and then it's like yeah. Yeah. second
1: time
0: comes <laughs> again,
2: we'll wall Possibly, you up. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: When the Bawley case started to gather press attention in the late 1920s, this story kind of went public, and there was actually a huge, like a big correspondence. In I think it was the Times or one of the newspapers of the day about back and forth about the sort of the history of this this idea that nuns were walled up. For breaking their vows, as punishment, as, as a, a punishment, yeah, yeah. and back and forth between various kind of professors, and basically the kind of outcome was that there's no evidence that in yeah. the UK any nun was ever bricked up <laughs> in no a convent to any, die. found any like
2: nun skeletons since. But right, then I yeah. suppose
0: perhaps they didn't make it too public, so you know. But... <laughs>
2: it would put it would put people off becoming nuns, probably, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. You know? and maybe
1: they haven't just found the skeletons
0: yet. So that's one where there's even mm. Harry Price says there's not much evidence that this is something that actually happened. Mm. Still people continue to see the nuns. It's a good story, isn't it? The, you know, the, the, the girls
1: all saw it on the sunny day. Four girls saw, saw it in it. July. Mm-hmm.
0: People that yeah. worked there said they saw it. Different people mm. said yeah. over the years that they saw the nun. During Harry Ball's tenancy as rector, he's the son, remember, that began in 1892, so we're getting towards the turn of the century, there were even more paranormal activities, so many that it seems it became almost part of the everyday lives of his family. And when Harry Ball was first rector... He wasn't married, so some of the sisters stayed living at the rectory. So actually, I think in many ways it was like a continuation of when his dad was the rector. It, you know, mm-hmm. a new family yeah. didn't move in. It was the same sort of... Okay, yeah. The older generation had died, but the siblings, a lot of the siblings continued to live in the house. hmm Later, he did marry, and the sisters were forced to move to Sudbury, oh. and they weren't very happy about it. Yeah,
2: get out of my rectory!
0: <laughs> so here's some of the goings on. It becomes a bit repetitive, the bully goings on. So I'll just tell you a few of the things now. We'll talk about some later. times twelve at the end?
1: Yeah, times twelve exactly.
0: Yeah. Times fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Mysterious footsteps regularly 12, heard around yeah. the house in bits of the house where nobody should have been. Tapping on bedroom doors. One of Harry's sisters was awakened on several occasions by being slapped around the face the by an invisible assailant. I, I Harry was just pissed off and was like, <laughs> yeah. "Get out of my house!" I, yeah. my house. <laughs> I, didn't know why I that? <laughs> Here's one of the spooky ones. Harry would sometimes talk about seeing the little man. Ooh. This was a small, grotesque dwarf uh, that appeared on the lawn and he said it would raise one arm pointing up, the other arm pointing down.
2: What, don't look now.
0: And then it would scamper away oh, across the lawn.
2: Horrible. Mm.
0: And Harry spent a lot of his time, apparently, in the summer house in the grounds, which overlooked the nun's walk and he just would, used to be there waiting.
2: And the little uh, guy was always on the lawn. Not always. Not always, but...
0: Sometimes. And Andrew Clark, who wrote *The Bones of Borley*, describes the Reverend yeah. Harry Bull, the Second Bull, as an athletic, engaging chump.
2: Mm. <laughs> chump. That sentence did not end
1: how I <laughs> no, thought no. it would. No. It starts
0: so positive.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was kind of thinking that when he started it, that he like quite fancied him. No. Like, and then by the end, he's Athletic. a Trump, man. He's a, get um, and yeah. Harry
0: held ghost-watching parties where he would invite people from the village to kind of come and look out for ghosts with him. He should them. have
1: called them ghost-peeping parties. I mean, ghost-peeping on. parties. Yeah,
0: and he seemed to enjoy the reputation of the rectory as being a kind a of, of a, yeah. an exciting Yeah, so it place. seems they
1: were all happy to
2: stay there despite all these I mean, goings-on. They weren't, like, I guess it's know, a bit driven out or a anything. A bit
1: less boring than just a normal kind of...
0: At this point, so later in the history of boarding, mm. things become a bit more violent. But may, right. I mean, the slapping around the face isn't yeah, great, is true, it?
1: No, no, that's but... right. a <laughs> line, isn't it? You I know? wouldn't like to be woken up by a slapping around the face. I'm sure you probably have been a few times.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think that the Bull family actually seemed to be fairly blasé about it all. Yeah, yeah. Considering.
2: My dad grew up in a rectory and he also experienced similar things. Did he? he so yeah, yeah. He experienced like the odd footsteps where Ooh. there was no there. I think they had like a, you know, tapping and a door but handle do you, turning. Do you think
1: this is because they are men of God or whatever. Could be, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the thing, isn't it? If you're, you know, a Christian, you believe
2: in, you know, you believe in ghosts, don't you? Essentially, Essentially, so it's not such a leap to see a ghostly nun or a... Where say, was personally. where was his rectory? Uh in Ickham in Kent near Canterbury.
0: Did he see actually see I Don't think
2: he saw any actual apparitions but, strange but I think he noises heard a few stuff, yeah, tappings yeah. and knockings mm. and footsteps and stuff.
0: So the Bull family didn't seem to mind but there was a family uh, sorry a couple that worked for them and they lived in some there were some rooms over the stables where the couple uh called the coopers lived and the coopers reported similar things knocks Bumps. Often they said they would hear the sound of smashing crockery, Ooh. but then they would quickly run to their kitchen, and, man- and nothing mm. would be smashed. But they would, they was like we could hear that it was happening, but we couldn't see any results. But they it kind of put up with it as well until the night they woke up to find a black shape in Ooh. their bedroom, a small spectral man ah. running all around the bedroom. Oh, what is it about
2: small men that's so unsettling? <laughs> it really is, isn't it? It's almost Uh, worse than it was just, like, a regular size
1: man. I think it is a bit, don't look now. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And at that point, the Coopers said that was too much. They didn't mind all the smashing noises and the footsteps. But did the
1: shape do anything?
0: It ran around. Oh, yeah. But they didn't like it. Um, Fair enough. But but, uh, Mr. Cooper said he'd also seen the coach and the nun. And, again, Mm -hmm. that wasn't, you know... But when it came into their bedroom, they went up for it. It took the line. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time Harry Bull died... Which was in 1927. The, into the the sun, the sun, yeah. The the sun, sun yeah. yeah. We're into the Roaring Twenties. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh. By the time Harry Laughing. Bull died, the house was well known in the area and beyond mm-hmm. for being haunted. Essentially, a place for most people to avoid.
2: Yes, for so. keen.
0: People mm, unless
2: you like ghosts, To uh, yeah.
0: PPAP. But... If you're
1: putting it on the market, you might have to like You a have to put bit, something at the end. Bit, when bit, yeah, you
0: yeah. don't mention the ghosts, yeah.
1: dwarfish figure <laughs> no, on the lawn
0: no, pointing like, in a sinister
1: no. way. You kind of brush over that part, I think. And say it's got nice views of the countryside. Mm, yeah. nice uh, lawn. A
0: handicap cemetery. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've got any dead pets, put it there. Lovely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there
0: was a well in the cellar. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't interest me to live there. But if
2: you get rid of
1: a body, you can put it in there.
2: What's the Lovecraft story with the well in the cellar and the monsters come out of and uh, Pickman's model. I think. Oh yes, yeah. it was yeah, on the model, recent yeah. Cabinet of yeah, it was, wasn't series, it?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want a well in my cellar. Mm. No. Only bad shit's going to come well. out of We've there. Got
2: taps these days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't need to go for yeah. a well. The thing
0: was, for a long time, Borley was not up to date with the developments in. Oh, no. um, right. Well,
1: they're still getting their water from. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're still getting their water from that well. Harry <laughs>
0: Price said when he first looked around the cellar, he saw lizards uh, down it? there. Lizards in the cellar. Lizards. So when. Bull died, it was a bit of a struggle to find a new clergyman willing mm-hmm. to take on the parish. Mm-hmm. Now enters Eric Smith to our story. So Eric Smith had been away for several years doing missionary work in India, so he had mm. not heard one peep about the goings-on at oh, Borley. So right. They
1: could, like, palm it off on him.
0: I feel like they palmed it? it off on him. Ah, it's like,
1: with yeah. hey, this wonderful big rectory. <laughs>
2: nice You'll it.
0: love it. So, so many yeah. rooms. This yeah. nice summer house. Yeah, so um, Eric Smith and his wife Mabel subsequently moved into the rectory, but they were only to spend two years oh, it was at Borley. Shall we have another drink and then I'll tell you the terrible years of the smiths. Oh, God. Let's do it.
2: Cliffhanger.
1: So, my drink is like kind of a mixture of two things. Mm. The liquid in front of us, I say, looks a bit like the brick dust from the nun. Oh, God. But the white stuff is ectoplasm. And... (laughs) People face. (laughs) And... What we will do, all of us, we will add extra ectoplasm to our drink <laughs> by pouring it in.
0: So just to do a, a visual picture. And all, yeah. The drink is in a coupe glass and it's like an orange drink. And then a big cloud of ectoplasm, aka candy floss, is attached. And now I've been past a flask which contains a different <laughs> liquid. And now I pour the flask in. Then, How much?
1: As much as you'd want. Wiggle it around to make it look ectoplasmy.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> and then, you, then once you, it's in there... <laughs> is then it look, Then you can shake it around or stir it around, and it, get, it mixes in, actually. It's quite cool. Look, with your finger, it mixes it into a nice little, nice little... um <laughs> what's the tiny peg for,
2: Jake? Can you <laughs> keep, to keep this? the ectoplasm on. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Ooh, oh, right. Look, look, that's very plasmy, isn't it? It is, oh, and it's like oh, a ghost. Plasmid, it's yeah. like ghost-forming, isn't it? Now, so the oh, actual, my gosh. The actual
1: drinks are... Expresso Martini, and I put it into a bottle of vodka. So it's basically <laughs> a bottle of vodka <laughs> with, with some caramel Baileys. The your, your favourite. Oh
2: yes, that is nice. Salt yeah. caramel, sorry, salted caramel Baileys. Mm. Yeah.
0: Have you got a name for it? Oh yes, I'm going to call it
2: exo- no. the ectoplasm. Okay. Now, bit, all, bit like a white Russian, isn't it? Yeah. But it's all that strong. Also, isn't
1: there's, it? there's one, one small extra bit to the whole thing. Jake's leaving the room. Uh, I, feel, I
2: feel like I really half asked it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jake is holding a massive bucket of
1: candy floss. <laughs> I messed up on the order. I thought I was ordering quite a small thing. And instead, I got like an f of massive tub of like... It's like the ones
0: you see at the fun fair, it's like... like a giant tub of candy so floss. there's a
1: lot of candy floss to get through. Okay. No one's leaving until it's all gone. Well, was it amazing.
0: candy floss you, where you bit your own fingers or was that marshmallows? That was
1: marshmallows, yes. That was, that was... Really? You're so ravenous. I was so hungry. from I, I was asleep and I woke up. There was marshmallows by my bed. I was <laughs> munching them so quickly because I was so hungry. I just bit my thumb. Oh my god! <laughs> I, like, I didn't. I just I mean, you need an intervention,
2: thumb. Jake. This is serious. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thanks, Jake. I yeah, like the novelty of this yeah. ecoplasm drink. Ooh. Shall we hear now about the new residents? Yeah. Yes, all couple.
1: The dark two years.
0: The dark two years. They
1: thought it was going to be that. Like
0: Erica Mabel sort of Smith.
1: Sweet loving two years. Recently but, returned oh. from
0: India. Between the wars, now in Britain. Returned if you think from of India. it.
1: Have they done some dodgy stuff then that it came back with them? Like, you know, sometimes the colonial... Um, like the omen. Yeah. Right, or yeah. Temple um,
0: first of all...
2: <laughs> formed a subterranean cult, sorry.
0: <laughs> I would say... They should have guessed things weren't going to go that well because even before they moved in, on an early visit to the rectory, Mrs Smith was having a look in the library and she opened a cupboard and found a package and mm. she unwrapped the package... And it was a human skull.
2: Whoa. The so skull that was already a sign,
0: maybe it? a portent for things to come. Yeah. It wasn't like a
1: bloody head.
0: No, it, it, not, uh, a, not a decapitated uh, yeah. head. That's I, I, I I probably go, worse. I feel like I would be like,
1: okay, this is a bit weird. But it's
0: unorthodox, isn't it, yeah. to find it? Mm. But I, maybe I, might, I would have accepted it. I think I would have yeah. accepted it. The skull was taken across to the churchyard opposite mm-hmm. and buried. But once they moved in, the poltergeist activity began. for
1: oh. oh. flip's sake.
0: There wasn't any physical threat to the Smiths, but increasingly their lives were disrupted by the strange goings-on. Things were thrown about, footsteps again. They heard the footsteps all around, pattering about the place, thumps and bumps, Not Just like
2: before. Just like before. Mm
0: -hmm. Mrs Smith's bedroom mirror apparently kept making strange tapping noises ooh, that ooh, she that's thought a, that's were coming tricky, from actually.
2: the mirror. Yeah, mirrors are spooky, aren't oh, they? Speaking, you know? Yeah, because if you're looking at your oh, face... Put my hand, well. oh, it's going, oh, my hand's gone through the mirror. Oh.
0: The bells were ringing again. Ooh. Often they'd hear Day. the bells... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bells would ring down in the kitchen, mm-hmm. but no-one else was in the house apart from the smiths. They were having trouble finding people that wanted to work in the house, so most of the time it was just the two of them. So they knew no-one was there, but yet they heard the bells. Keys... Would frequently go missing. This was a thing that I mean, that's a strange just people thing. being
1: fucking stupid and put them in different places. Yeah, we've sure. all done that. We? <laughs> well, they
0: said that they would find doors that they had locked would become unlocked. Ooh, that is different. Doors okay. that they had unlocked would be locked. Right. So again, they weren't physically threatened, but it was very inconvenient because they were trying to kind of go around the house, and suddenly mm. they were like, This, I can't get into this room anymore. Mm. And the key would disappear. So that's,
2: in a sense, that's like the spirit deliberately kind of messing with them. There, yeah. isn't I think so. It you know, makes well, yeah, it it's a bit not, more. Yeah, like kind of, uh, yeah. A man yeah.
1: pointing at the sky. Or yeah.
0: On uh, one occasion, a vase that was kept in the blue room on the mantelpiece was smashed. Shit. They found the vase smashed down the stairs. I
1: reckon the ghost didn't, isn't didn't it? like the vase and chucked it down the stairs himself. Blamed on a ghost. Said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, a ghost. I think that's what happened.
0: Yeah. Oh, Mabel, your <laughs> favourite oh. vase. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh. The
1: one that your mother gave you. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> also, which I think is a bit rich, you remember Ethel Bull and the sisters? Yes. yes. They'd moved to Sudbury. But they mm. kept coming round, really? and just telling Mabel all the stories about the ghosts that lived in the house.
1: Oh, right. the, keep the f out of here. I
0: know. So poor yeah. Mabel, yeah, was being disturbed by all these things going on in the house. Mm. And then the Bull sisters were turning oh, up, yeah. going, "Oh, oh, oh yeah, loads of ghosts." Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. saw the nun, and then we saw oh, the coachman. Could
2: at least like bring them some, you know, a cake or something.
0: So, yeah. I, I
1: hope they so, did. I like to think oh, they did. So you've seen that the nun, have you? Yeah. yeah. The, boy, the little man on the lawn, yes, we've yeah. seen that one. So day. I think
0: that she was being troubled from within and without by um. different things going on. And also, apparently, if you think of the parishioners of Borley, for 65 years they'd had a bull, Mm. first Henry, then Harry, and then now this complete stranger's come in and apparently the parishioners were not welcoming at all. Was it because it
1: was Newfangled Ways?
0: They just didn't like change.
1: Different name, basically. The
0: house was dark and foreboding. It didn't have proper sanitation or plumbing. So I think the Smiths were having... Generally quite a hard time because they'd come back from India, Mm. they were back in the UK... Probably, you know, they were struggling with the dingy, gloomy, mid-war weather. Everyone was a bit miserable because no one had any money. They couldn't find staff to come and work with them. Mm -hmm. And then Ethel Ball's coming in. Oh, you know this house is full of ghosts?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, now Um, they tell us. Yeah. Thanks. You could have said that in a bloody avocation form.
0: Shutters were being pulled across. These big heavy shutters on the ground floor would come. people would see this. Closing shut, Mm. smashing closed.
2: So the Smiths were starting to panic. You could say the
0: Smiths were finding it tricky.
1: <laughs>
0: What's that? Is that that? I
1: go on the streets of London. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. No, oh, <laughs> sorry, you're... I couldn't resist. Imagine so if you like, got your chopper caught in the bloody um. I don't want I, I, to imagine I, I, that. <laughs> were, no. <laughs> I'm not going to imagine that, Jake. Okay. No.
0: <laughs> are we calling it a chopper now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I didn't. There's so I, many I, words you can use. I don't want to be
2: crude. I don't want to be crude. Thought, Let's mix I, it up. A yeah, yeah. <laughs> chopper. Nothing no. crude about that. cool. <laughs>
0: After 18 months of almost daily disturbances, <laughs> choppers notwithstanding, <laughs> Eric no Smith felt that action needed to be taken. Mabel's poor nerves were done for. Oh, so Eric Smith wrote to a newspaper, a daily newspaper. How's that going to sort out his wife? Well, well, it's just what
2: people did in those days. I mean, I'm having a problem. Ghostbusters, and an invented yet, letter.
1: It? Your local who said, it out? Ombudsman. He wrote to a
0: newspaper, oh. he described some of the goings-on and he said, I need someone to come and help me. We need someone to help us. There must be a society out there that can that can come and look into this. It's society. <laughs> society is the real we society. We live in a society. So the newspaper assisted him in the request for help. More mm-hmm. on this in a moment. But in publishing the letter, they also ended up bringing hordes of reporters and sightseers oh. to the rectory. Oh. Of
2: course, of course. Poor oh,
0: Mabel's bloody nerves. Exactly. Mm. They were trampling on the flower beds. (sighs) They were peering in the windows. They were running up and down the nun's walk. Just like
2: the ghosts
1: themselves, essentially. So the disturbances continued
0: now from every quarter.
1: And now from the bloody gutter (laughs) press. Mm. Yeah, the gutter press.
0: But Eric Smith's contact with the newspaper is also what brought Harry Price (gasps) (gasps) into the story. Is
2: it good or bad? Let's Mm. wait and find out, shall we?
0: So, we've talked a little bit about Harry Price. This is the point he comes into our tale. Mm-hmm. So, Harry Price was contacted by the editor of the paper, saying, we've got this strange story we've heard.
1: Because Harry Price was a, a guy that they knew was kind of into that. He sort. was an investigator. Yeah, he yeah,
0: was okay, known yeah. as a psychical investigator. Yeah. Was he local to the area? Was he, uh... he lived in London. Okay,
1: so it's not far, really. I don't know about his background. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. can I just... How far away from London is Borley?
0: Well,
2: I don't know. Less than an hour, probably. I okay. Think. So this is I think
0: more. Two oh. hours? Price could pop down, no problem. Mm. So Price quickly made for the rectory. He writes in the most haunted house in England that the Smiths were a very hospitable and kind couple and made him very welcome. Okay. He said to his mind they were less concerned by the ghosts than by the general poor conditions of the rectory. Lack okay. of sanitation, oh, big right. house, very difficult they to maintain. They didn't
2: look have under. any pl- modern plumbing or no. electricity. Or no one had like, done it up.
0: The Bull family had really neglected it for years. seemingly. Right. Hard to keep clean all those rooms.
2: Yeah, you know. <sighs> Would they not get staff with like the? They, could, the well, they couldn't get they could,
0: them. No, right. Because everybody it was, thought the place was a. I think a, mm, a, a combination a of the reputation mm, of the, the Haunt Hole House and just it was like you know <laughs> a kind of economic. You know, right, this downturn. Right. Yeah, probably a yeah. lot of people had died in the war.
1: Yes, oh
0: yes, because England about... was ravaged, wasn't yeah. it? You're talking about twenties, aren't you? Now? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can hear from Price's book about his first investigations of the building and grounds. It was June twelfth, nineteen twenty-nine, <laughs> as Price calls it, an exciting day. Price and his secretary made a thorough investigation of the house. They looked for possible secret cavities or hiding places where pranksters could hide, <laughs> examined the attics and cellars. That's where they found the well. Traced the wires of the bells ah, through the house. Some of them, them had been yet. cut because the smiths had cut some of them because they rang so much. in an attempt to stop yeah. the ringing. Mm. And as they left each area, they sealed up the windows and sometimes the doors, if it was practical to do so, mm. so that they could look back later and tell that no one had come through the windows. Yeah. Price began to interview staff and family. Hearing reports about the various sightings and occurrences from recent years, he started his research. They had a busy first evening and night in the rectory. Price's associate, Mr Wall, claimed to have seen a dark shadow crossing the nun's walk. Straight off! Could it have been the nun? Ah. As they were coming back inside after seeing the shadow, yeah. possibly a glass pane what fell the- from the roof and shattered. Oh, no, that, just is, near that them. is actually
1: one of the worst things that's happened so far. Yeah, that's like a actual, shattering a physical, a physical. I
2: mean, if you'd been like one foot to the right or wherever, it could have you know, smash. So like, have we gone? Then
0: yeah. they got inside the rectory. They were in the hall. A candlestick from the blue room was flung down the main staircase. This is is the
1: first night?
0: The very first night that Harry Price goes.
2: Right, they wanted to give him the full show, didn't they? (laughs) Price and
0: Wall raced upstairs, but they could see nobody up there. So who had flung the candlestick? They returned to the hall and waited. Further items came sailing down. Mothballs. (laughs) Pebbles. (laughs) Pebbles. A slate. Whoa! More pebbles. What? Where are they getting why are they, why are they Choosing from?
1: these weird things.
0: <laughs> the house was full of pebbles. I don't yeah. know. So it was a very eventful day, like you say. Yeah. The price was yeah. like they're on So we knew he was onto
2: something straight away. Like, like yeah. you said,
1: like they, they went the full gamut. Yeah, yeah. For the first, they didn't let a whole bag and say, Holland, these guys are going to be here yeah. for a while. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to chill and uh, just do like one pebble. We're, we're going to yeah. do the whole. We're just going to like
0: move a snuff box. Yeah, one Yeah, yeah.
1: Or maybe like a. Well, yes, immediately Price was like, "Okay, I'm onto something." Here. Exactly, yeah. he is, got excited.
0: Yeah. More was to come. That wasn't the this end of it. This is the first Price's night. First day. Just
1: first night. Ooh. The
0: bells began their ringing, and after dinner, several keys fell simultaneously oh, in the lock. Still
1: the first day. Still
0: the first day. Mm. This is insane. And Price says he heard the keys simultaneously clanging onto the floor. Clanging. And he said, "Even if you wanted to do that." as a, a fakery or as a prank, yeah. mm. it would be very hard to make many keys fall simultaneously to the floor.
2: Yeah, you'd have to have several people going like... What?
0: Yeah, so Price said he thinks it's legit. More was to come.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, same day or not?
0: Same day! What the f- we're still on the first day. And-
2: <laughs> this is insane. And he was like there for 20 years or so. so- he well, he, d- he didn't
0: stay there. No, but, but he, yeah, you know, he studied yeah. it on yeah. enough. What should they do next? But hold a seance. No! <laughs> As you were saying. <laughs> no! And where should they hold it but the Blue Room? Ooh,
1: yes. <sighs> Three people have died in the Blue Room for Christ They have.
0: So um, far. And this is where it. a lot of the poltergeist activities had taken place. Now, you may or may not be surprised to hear that two of Harry Ball's sisters had come to speak with Price during the evening.
1: <laughs> oh, the sisters they could stay big, away, big, could they? They'd,
0: they'd got wind of it. If
2: I'd left the Hawaiian house, I'd be quite glad to have done so. I wouldn't yeah. keep Imagine coming back. Imagine poor right. Mabel.
0: These sisters yeah. just keep coming back. Yeah. They obviously were resentful that they'd oh, ever had they to leave. They wanted to stay, didn't
2: they? That this is our home. We want to stay. I yeah. guess maybe but they got used to the ghost activity while they were for there. It sounds like it was a little bit milder when they were there. Maybe.
0: So the seance consisted of two Ball sisters. Mr and Mrs Smith, Price and Mr Wall, his assistant. They began around 1am. Price began the proceedings. If any entity is present here tonight, will it make itself known? Nothing at first. He repeated the question a few more times. If any entity is present here tonight, will it make itself known? And then, a tapping! A tapping was heard. Faint at first, then growing louder. It was coming from the mirror. Price said that the mirror was acting as a kind of sounding board, rebounding the tapping into the room. Now the delegates of the seance. I've called them delegates. Mm-hmm. Is that well, the official name? for I don't think so, but I thought, what would you call them? Yeah, I'm calling delegates. them delegates. Yeah. That's good enough. Now the yeah. delegates gathered in a circle around the mirror, which was now the focus of the seance, and they attempted to communicate with the spirit through the classic code. Three taps for yes, oh, one for yes. no. Mm-hmm. Oh, three taps for yes? So says Harry Price. He had his own system. I thought about that. I thought, why make the ghost do three taps? But then I thought, three is definitely distinct from one. That's true, yeah. actually, because... Two, you no, might no, no, go, no, no, well, it's no, yeah. just dropped no, something. You're, no, you're right, yeah.
2: <laughs> Give him three, then, you know, they've got so to So they commit. began to
0: ask some questions. One of the questions where they receive an affirmative answer, three taps. <gasps> Are you Harry Bull? And the three taps come, yes. Yes. <gasps> It says it's Harry Bull. And Harry Bull, is is Harry bull son? all is along. Son? He's the second of the rectors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sisters' bull then questioned the spirit, asking questions to ascertain ah, if right. it was indeed. So they they would run. know. They'd have yes, an insight yes. that the yeah. others
2: wouldn't, would they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They
0: then strayed away from the yes/no formula mm. and well, started to try and instigate a system where you could do. Different tapping for different letters of the alphabet oh my, right. to try and like spell out yeah. answers. But this was a total debacle. Yeah,
1: as I did say, spelling things out is quite bad. Too much it, effort. Well, that's, how, for the like, ghost. that's why they invented Ouija boards, yeah. I suppose, so wasn't you it? You <laughs> know, got to go, like, you need a one, system. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, nine, so you ten, can't just then uh, suddenly start a. to devise
2: a the whole no, system exactly. there and then, can you? You've got to So basically,
0: it got too difficult. They had yeah. to give up. But the seance continued until about 4 a.m. when the most dramatic event happened midway. A bar of soap jumped quite <laughs> unexpectedly from its dish and onto the floor. Why is what? a bar of soap in the fucking room? Jumped off its dish. Most rooms don't have a bar of soap in the corner. Harry Price says it was very dramatic. They don't cleanse
1: themselves beforehand. All the eggs plasm
2: everywhere. Yeah, got well,
0: although, yeah. here's an idea about what could have happened to that soap that I read later. Someone had soaped up the soap, made it real soapy yeah. and watery. Mm. Through the water and the soapiness, it had sort of moved. Yes. because sometimes can you it can d- put the d- d- soapy yeah, bar. It's famously no, no, no. slippery,
1: isn't exactly. it? You know? so slippery, well, yeah, exactly.
0: So could that have been the answer?
1: Could have been. Someone
0: could is, just fly
2: off suddenly? I mean,
0: well,
1: I think one of the bald yeah. sisters whacked it, and pinged off. Could be, couldn't it? Could be. I don't trust. While no one was looking. She just went like.
0: Price was very pleased with his first day of work at the rectory. I'm not bloody yes. surprised. A lot to talk about. A lot to
2: take in. Yeah.
0: He reported this to the papers. The papes? Yeah, the papes. Right. He reported back to the papes because there was, it, remember now, a frenzy of interest.
1: Yes, no, of not, the, not the Sunday sport.
0: <laughs> don't believe <laughs> I don't that existed at the time, sport. Jake. <laughs> it was one of those, like, a, the, a, a daily. Examiner or
2: examiner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The it was an, a been. national daily. Okay, yeah.
0: The Smiths, however, were <clears> less excited. And the frequent disturbances combined with the poor sanitation of the house. Mm. Plus the Well they had soap,
2: though, didn't they? Constant visiting
0: <laughs> of the press and sightseers yeah,
2: yeah.
0: were just it wore them down. Mm. I'm not surprised. In summer nineteen thirty, Reverend Smith resigned and the pair left the rectory. Who would accept the position next? Oof. A whole new chapter in the history of Bawley Rectory was about to begin. There we are. That's the end of part one of Borley Rectory, the most haunted house in England. Join us again next time for part two, where we will enter perhaps the darkest part of the history of Borley Rectory, when some of the most notorious hauntings and peculiar happenings go on. You can also find us on Instagram. There'll be some pictures of some of the strange drinks we had today, if you want to see the giant candy floss. Come to our Instagram and have a look. You can find us at wreath underscore is underscore stranger. Right. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time for part two.